Welcome. We've got Frank Daniel here today. Um, Frank and I have actually known each other uh, for many years. I haven't been in touch for some time. It was great to hear from you recently. Um, and I invited him on the show for a couple of reasons. He's just uh, launched his own a new practice. Uh, he's gone out on his own, left the firm. And his business is called mm. Elevation Private Wealth, which is yeah. fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's, it's been a while. It has. You actually started your journey in your career a couple of years before me. And in those early days, you mentored me a little bit and helped me get through some of those assignments. So I remember. <laughs> and, and I remember, you know, you had uh, your firstborn and, and I think, oh, your secondborn and I yeah. was number two or three. And, um, and at the same time, the GFC was happening as well. So it was quite a quite an interesting time for, for the both of us. I think. It was. Yeah. And you were in, you were, was it Commonwealth? Um, at the time, I was working for Commonwealth Bank. Yes. And I was and, at St. George. Yeah. And then I went to um, um, the call, call Link Advice now, mm -hmm. uh, which is basically an industry fund giving advice to, you know, super fund members. And yeah. So. Fantastic. And here we are. And here we are. And um, I want you to just before we start, because first of all, the reason why I invited you is that um, you've gone through uh, an accident not mm. too long ago and yeah. being the recipient of a claims process. And given that you're an advisor and you advocate uh, insurance through insurance advice, um, which is part of the financial plan, protection is all part of getting you from A to B. Um, that that's what actually got me think I've got to get you on the show to share your experience and how that's changed the way you do give advice around insurance, given that you've been through that process. But I also want to um, talk to you more about your, you know, business and where you're taking it, because I can see in the background there, you've got this uh, great logo elevation. And when I saw that, I was like, I've got to hear more about that because um, we all take our clients on a journey and I can see just visually that you've, you've really thought about that journey for your clients. Can you share with me how you came about Elevation? Elevation really, um, the, the whole idea is about moving forward and it's about progress every, in, through each and every time in your life. So for me, I've been through a lot in my life and I feel like at the end of each season, I've always come out better and stronger. And, and that's what I want to do for my clients. I want to partner with them to make sure that every single day we're making small steps towards achieving their goal effectively. Mm -hmm. and, and the key thing for me is that uh, partnering with them is very, very critical. So it's about having strong relationships, right? And it's about knowing what's really important to them and what's important to them becomes important to me as well. And, um, and basically using my skills to help them get to where they want to get to. Yeah. Yeah. I was speaking with another advisor yesterday on the, the actual topic of the relationship between the client and advisor. Some practices will offer um, chunks of advice along the way, uh, whereas other advisors want to have the long-term relationship, and I'm one of those, and it sounds like you're very much the same, is we're in it for the long haul. We want to get them from where they are now and looking at your logo, you know, get them up that mountain, sort of sherpa them up, and and if, if I look at my experience, you know, I worked for, you know, the major banks and, and now uh, I work for, for private um, smaller businesses. And, and what tends to happen after a few years, you have, you know, you have a strong relationship with a client and then something changes, whether it's the, 
royal commission or somebody's not making enough profit or so, so you've always you, your relationship with a client is always influenced by external factors so for me elevation is about taking that away and saying you know what i'm here next to you i'm your coach and mm -hmm. uh, you know you you're 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 the star the superstar in the team and, and how can we you know how can we both win um you know over the long term so yeah that, that's that's what elevation is about it's a show me the money kind of moment, isn't it? Well, you know, <laughs> for most clients, they're paying you a fee and, and they're saying, yeah. well, in the day, you know, what am I getting for what am I paying? Am I, yeah. You know, do I have the lifestyle that I've been telling you I want, I want to have um, and how you help me get, get the lifestyle? You know? I love it. I love it. Bit off that mortgage that you promised I'm going to pay off, you know. Um, we, we often do these projections saying, hey, look, if you do this, you're going to get there, but it's about you know improving it and actually helping them get to where they want to get to mm. yeah. and protecting them along the way obviously well from personal experience absolutely yeah yeah and that's the other reason why i wanted you on the show is that you know we talk about the importance of say income protection or trauma cover and life for tpd and estate planning and looking at you know we've got the insurance there to protect and then you've got the the wealth creation as well yeah. and hopefully over time you're reducing the sums insured if their life and TPD potentially because they've yeah. got their assets as they're growing their wealth but you hope that they don't have to use their their insurance but the premium there is a true investment if they yeah. did need to use it yeah. and you've had to go through unfortunately an experience um, do you mind just telling me what actually happened first of all about your accident so, so, so let me maybe tell you how this got started, right? So I, I moved from, from ANZ and I was working for you know, a different company. And that, that was about in uh, 2018. And one of my goals was really just to make, make sure that I'm physically fit, right? Because I found, you know, being an advisor, working at a desk, you tend to put on the spread, right? And um, you become fairly unhealthy. So I thought, look, the easiest way for me to get fit i'm only 10 kilometers away from work right and um at that point in time they were building the light, light rail so it's actually taking about an hour on the bus to, to get in to get into work so i thought you know what let me get on my bike right um every day and ride without fail into work and by then the you you have a level of fitness which is what i did so so i, I um got on my bike and i was riding into work for an entire year loved it lost a whole bunch of weight um became super fit got really really into cycling that became a, a massive passion of mine but then um in uh, after the christmas break um 2019 last year um we we had a you know our seventh child so that that was that was uh, in january seven seventh child yeah yeah i know i know that's what happens when you're living close Quarters, right? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a TV. <laughs> well, what they say. I literally don't have a TV anymore, right? Um, because they, they take it. That's true, actually. Yeah. yeah, I've got four, so you guys have definitely exceeded me there. Absolutely. So, look, um, I am so basically a month after we, we had our firstborn, um, it was 6th of Feb, and I am cycling into work going past a school zone out of all places in a bike lane and unfortunately the, the cars next to me had stopped and there was a car oncoming towards us that, that was turning 
uh, right. So she was a nurse. Um, she turned um, right and she crossed the traffic and crossed the bike line, did not see me, I did not see her, and I've gone T-bone into her. Oh. So, yes, yeah, so, so from that day, literally, I mean, the, the story that I'm telling you is what people have told me. I only remember getting on my bike in the morning because I live next door to uh, a police officer, and he said to me, Frank, just be careful out there. I, rem I remember that him saying that to me, and then the next memory I have is waking up two days later in hospital, um, basically, you know, from surgery. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm. And your wife was a month. Ruth was one month off having the baby. Uh, literally a month off. Exactly oh. a month off. Yeah. So, um, you know, look, there was some pretty uh, serious injury that you can tell my speech is I'm still working, um, recovering from that. Um, but effectively, you know, I had some major facial injuries. You know, my jaw was, was you know, pretty much fractured, almost falling off my face. And um, God. <laughs> the, um, the police officer at the scene had a photo. They had to remove my teeth from the roof of the car. So, so it, was pretty, it was pretty bad. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, pretty traumatic. It sounds traumatic. So... Uh, you obviously had some time off work yeah, because of yeah. this. Yeah, so it, it, it took me a good uh, four months before um, I was actually able to go back into work. Um, went back to work really in a part-time capacity. Mm -hmm. so, so, so from literally from about uh, July to about October, I was only doing part-time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. there's something I always say to clients is, you know, that some people might be able to go back to work, they might not ever be able to go back to work full time. Um, and that's where this, the, I always make sure that my clients are covered to retirement. Like even though you might claim, in your case, you've claimed for a part of a year for your income protection. Yeah. If something had gone far worse for you, God forbid, you know, something more sinister, maybe short term memory loss or something, you would have needed that cover to take you all the way through to retirement so that that subsidized your lost income. Yeah. And, and, and I think, um, the, the experience that I had, um, and looking back now that there are so many other variables that we often don't think about. Right. So yes, my income was replaced. Yeah. Great. But I still had other costs. Right. So you go into hospital, they fix you. But you then still have other stuff you got to deal with. You know, I still have uh, reconstruction that needs to take place for my jaw. Who pays for that? Mm. Right? Um, I, I still have to go to a physio. Um, who who pays for that? Right? Um, I, I still, you know, from a, the, the whole trauma, right? I need to see a psychologist. Who pays for that? And, and these things happen long after the actual incident. Right. So, so, and that's the kind of things that I, um, I'm finding out now, making sure that when I'm talking to my clients about, about insurances or, or the risk they can actually face, it's not just about, hey, you need to replace your income. It's about what else are we not thinking about and we need to provide for that potentially could, so you can end up needing effectively. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, do you mind just sharing some of those findings mm -hmm. um, out of your experience of what you actually look for? and ensure and consider when you're looking at a protection plan? 
Yeah. So, so, for, so for me, um, as a guy, I mean, we, we have a tendency to, you know, want to provide for our families. So the one thing I found myself was really, I wanted to get back to work very quickly. Right now, that was a two edged sword for me. And, and this is what I mean by that. Um, you know, and I know from the claim stats, the longer you stay at home, um, or the longer you, you're away from work, the less likely you are to return back to work. So, so, so I knew that, um, mm. basically, as I'm recovering, I, I knew, hey, I need to go back to work. I need to go back to work, right? And that's more because of the mental health aspect. That's because of mental health aspect. Even though physically I couldn't do that, right? And um, so, 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 so the first thing is, for me, what I'm looking at now is, uh, if we're talking about income protection insurance, right? Uh, looking at policies that, is there a rehab? Are they going to pay for rehab? Are they going to pay for re-education? All those types of things actually end up being quite, quite important effectively. Um, the other aspect to this is that I, the, I, didn't, I had to hire an occupational therapist as well um, because, you know, my back was hurt. Now, you know, how do I now sit? You know, all those things that you never think about become really super important. For me, as a financial advisor, right, my ability to talk is very important, right? So, um, so if, you know, I'm still, you know, making sure that I've got a device in my mouth at the moment, but, you know, having to learn to speak again is very critical. And also how you look becomes very important. I mean, I had five teeth missing. And mm-hmm. talking to clients with missing teeth is not very attractive, right? So, so there's all these things that you never really think about that become very, very important, effectively. And that's looking things from my side. Right. And then I look at things from my wife. Right. So my wife, you know, got a brand new baby, um, your seventh child, you, your husband is injured, seriously injured. And, you know, effectively money stops, income stops coming in. Right. Now she has to manage the household, the welfare of the kids, their, their mental health as well. At the same time, look after me, making sure that I'm recovering well. Right, so so there's all these type of type of things that you never think about that actually end up being quite impactful for your whole world. Um, you know, I had to rely on my my extra family to come in and make sure that you know I couldn't get up and you know cut the grass. Right, so somebody had to come and help me with that. So, yeah. Wow, yeah. there's just so much on there. It, it, it's a lot. There's a, a lot happens. Um, but for me mentally, I was thinking I need to get back to work. I need to get back to work. Um, because my thinking was, if I don't get back to work, I'm going to lose my clients, you know, who's going to look after them. So, um, yeah. And also the, the financial well-being of my family as well, that, that, that came to mind too. So, mm. And so when looking at the claims process and the cost of all of this, so, yeah. and obviously you're getting claims from the income protection. Yeah. You um, raised some really important questions. Who pays for the other therapies? Who's paying for your occupational therapist? Who's paying for the extra surgeries? Um, so there's other insurances that come to play when an accident like this occurs. Exactly. Yeah, and and, and this, I mean, a lot of people say to me, you know, a lot of clients, well, I'm paying for a lot of insurances, right? Yet I'm getting nothing out of it, right? Um, so I had, had this experience when I was checking out you know, um, discharge is, is mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. 
And it wasn't really a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so, so you, you get him discharged and um, the question they ask you is, well, who do we send an invoice to? Now, for me, I was admitted to St. Vincent's, right? I didn't get to choose whether I'm going to go to public or private because I was unconscious, right? Um, you know, and typically, so you'll say, well, who do I send the invoice to? I'm like, well, I thought Medicare covers that. Well, they only cover you if you're at, if, if, if you're not at fault, right? Um, yeah, Medicare covers, for, but the insurance companies still had to pay for those costs, right? Somebody has to pay for all of that. Um, so that becomes very, very important. And also thinking about, um, you know, um, coming back into work, right? What happens if I get re-injured? Um, who pays for that? Mm. It, it, it all becomes very, very, um, very cumbersome for a lot of people. So for me, number one is thinking about with my clients. Okay, so let's say your income stops now, right? What do you need to have? Like, what are the most important things that you need to have? Um, and with this virus, I think it's proven to us that most of us don't, don't actually have enough savings to last more than a month. Right? Yeah. Or even less. Um, even less, right? So, number one, can you wait more than a month? You know, if you had extra medical bills that, you know, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000, can you cover those? Um, it's actually starting in that place and, and making sure that, you know, what, what policies can we have in place to make sure if X happens, well, there's enough liquid funds available for you to survive that. Right, mm. let alone thinking about going back into work, right? To, to survive that initial shock, right? That becomes very important. Yeah. Um, often as advisors, we talk about uh, to our clients, well, hey, let's increase your uh, your wedding period to make sure that the policy becomes affordable. Well, that's good, but you know, can the client survive three months without money coming in? Right. Mm. Um, do they have, I mean, my surgeries was in excess of $80,000, right? Um, wow. So I can tell you, I didn't have $80,000 to pay for that. Mm -hmm. right? um, luckily, you know, insurance covered for that, but I haven't got that kind of money. So, yeah. Which insurances would cover for that? You had your income protection, so, private health insurance. Yeah. So, so, so cover. Yeah, because this was a modest or was a motor vehicle accident, um, third party covers for um, for most of my medical, mm -hmm. um, but it only covers that for a period of time, right? After that period of time, then that stops. Then you have to pay for that yourself. Right, that's really good for people to know that um, because third party isn't something that we would give advice on. It's so you know it comes with our motor, motor vehicle insurance. It's part of our registration. So the lady who hits you, that would be her insurance to cover. Her insurance pays for that, correct. Because she's injured you. Yeah. So you really need to have a backup plan for this particular rainy day. So this is something I've been talking about a lot because COVID-19 is another rainy day, is a perfect example. But we don't know if we're going to step out tomorrow. God forbid something happens, an accident like that. You're doing the right thing, just writing to work being healthy and get hit by a car. Um, and then the ramifications has been a very expensive process. Absolutely. Um, by the way, and, and um, that was because she was at fault. Yes. 
right? What happens if I was at fault or if I was partially at fault? These are really good questions for people to think. I mean, I don't want people to think, oh my God, I'm going to be in an accident, but it's great to think financially, where am I positioned if exactly. the worst day happened? And I often ask my clients, what is the comfortable amount that you like to sit in your safety net? Like, what is your trampoline? You know, we've got, I sort of do this little diagram and go, okay, if you would have a fall, what is that amount, that cushion that's going to catch you financially? Yeah. You know, are you comfortable? Some people go, I'm not comfortable with anything less in my bank account than 20000 And that's all because that's something that they're safe for, they know it's achievable, and they, they, they can stay there. But is that enough? Well, That's now what you're bringing to the table. Is that enough? In, and, and COVID-19 tells me it's not enough. Mm -hmm. and, and not just for people. I mean, companies. I mean, I'm thinking of, you know, a Virgin Australia. And if people are living month by month, they were certainly living month by month, right? So, um, so, so, so you can't, I think, it, 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 I mean, I was, I was away for four months and then went back part-time part for another four months. So that's literally eight months when my income was, you know, yes, insurance replaced it, but effectively, you know, I couldn't, as, as a family, if, if I was self-employed, for instance, um, you can't stop work for eight months and expect your business to survive, right? So yeah, it's very, um, very difficult, especially now with what we do. Yeah, but I mean, I can't understand how any any business could survive like that. So mm -hmm. you've got to. There has to be some level of insurance to get cover us as key as uh, the key person Absolutely. cover um, to bring someone in exactly for that period of time. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, and and then I mean, um, then there's the psychological impact, right? Now, um, because I mean, you and I are talking about this from being advisors, right? But but the reality is, I remember living through all of this, mm. and, and the money was was one thing I was worried about. You know, how is my family going to survive? But more so, I'm I'm thinking, well, how are my kids going to treat me after this? Because you know, for for good, you know, three months I couldn't have me because I was in pain, right? So. Um, so, so, so you're thinking, oh, how, you know, how's my, how are my kids, are they going to be well? Um, you know, how, how's my wife, you know, is she, is she doing well? And, and also for me, um, as a guy, you tend to withdraw because you, you can't do anything. You can't get yourself involved in, in, in your family life. You tend to withdraw. So it does have a massive impact on, on you psychologically and your family. Um, so, so to me, having... I guess knowing, okay, at least I'm getting money coming in to pay for my bills, that kind of took up the stress away from having to worry about the money aspect. I could now focus, okay, well, making sure my kids are well, uh, making sure my, my wife is doing well, and making sure that I'm recovering well as well, um, and making sure that my mental health is, is spot on too. So so going forward, I guess you, your claims process will be yeah. very driven on more coaching and, and sort of a really holistic approach to looking after your client from all that those aspects of how are you feeling how's your wife coping you know the whole bigger picture as opposed to here's the forms yeah. I'll fight for you because I know I've been in that role as an advisor and I've gone yeah. Yeah. this is what we need to do and I do have that you know I obviously care about the client and go how are you feeling but you've actually got this experience now where you 
are sort of sharing that we really need to delve far deeper into the process than just the payment process and, and everything because there's so much more involved and, and long after the claim has been paid. Absolutely. And, and I think, um, and this is where clients really value an advisor who cares more about just making sure they've got money. Right, you know, the, the, my, my advisor care, cares about it. what's the well-being of my kids, with the well-being of my family, and mm -hmm. they're there to help me and support me. Um, I mean, just to give an idea, the, the amount of paperwork that we think about, um, there's 10 times more, <laughs> right? Um, what we think about, you know, getting a doctor's report is quite easy. Well, actually, it's not, right? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was seeing, you know, six different professionals. And they all had different things they were worried about, right? Now, imagine getting all of that information together in the one place so that an insurance says I can actually make a, you know, um, a decision on a claim. It's pretty, pretty hard. But as an advisor, you can actually coordinate all of that, right? And making sure yeah. that. Um, so, so you can really add value to, to your clients for doing it that way, having been through the process. Yes, yeah. Um, I've, uh, I was on a panel with um, a few other advisors and we discussed this, um, the claims process. And I, because I had put a I've gone through a client a claim not too long before, and I felt as an advisor that um, they would go direct to the client and that was not ideal at such a stressful time. Yeah. I'm supporting and providing this service to the client. Come to me. Let me look after it. Let me not worry them with that paperwork. Let me decipher what information and how to gather that information. Then I've got it all together. Go to the client, sign here, let me take care of it. That's the process that um, I want to deliver for my clients, but it doesn't always work like that from no. an advice point of view either. Not always, yeah. And, and the other part as well, and, and, and this is more of um, an issue from the uh, medical professional as well, um, for me, I found that um, to get the best treatment, I had to ask the right questions, right? And, and if you don't know the right questions to ask, you, you are not going to get the best treatment, right? right? So um, now, as an advisor, I mean, you, you can't, you, you're not a medical professional, so you can't tell your client what questions to ask, but you can certainly help them, you know, making sure that, you know, if they've gotten, you know, it, uh, there are other doctors that can be speaking to. Is there any other specialist that can be speaking to um, to make sure that they're getting a complete picture mm -hmm. um, on, on what they need to be doing? Um, yeah, and, and often, again, I mean, for, for me, I was, I was quite lucky um, in a sense that I got treated by, you know, one of the top plastic surgeons in Australia, and, and he had quite a, if it wasn't for him, he had quite a good network of, of um, other professionals that he works with that he was able to refer me to, if it wasn't for that, um, you know, I would not have gotten the same medical care, right? Um, so I'm not sure how I can add value as an advisor there, mm. but certainly you can get involved and, and just making sure the client, you know, has, has they explored all the different options available to them um, for the best health care. So, yeah. I think just uh, one advantage um, that you have, Frank, is that you've gone through this yourself. And so when you are talking about um, insurance and if a claim occurs, the fact is the client would know your story from just being your client and then they can go, okay, Frank's been down this path. 
he's sat in this seat. Uh, he's been, you know, he's walked in these shoes, so to speak, so that um, he'll be able to give me some guidance along the ways. Unfortunately, you had to go through it, but <laughs> it's now the blessing out of that, I Love guess. About it. Yeah, yeah, and, and, it, and it does change the conversation from being about, hey, I'm about to sell you insurance into talking about, okay, well, what's really important to you? And let's make sure that we have plans in place that if anything, you know, that we can't see actually happens, we'll, we've got some safety nets in place. And, you know, and, uh, and I'm there to support you to make sure that number one, not, not only financially survive that situation, but you're also in a much stronger place to move forward, not mm. just financially, but make sure that, you know, your family, your kids are looked after and all that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah, um, I, very critical. I think in terms of that, because some of, you know, especially now I had clients contact me going, income protection, I need to change it. I need to change my wait period. Because we were in COVID-19 and they're starting to really consider their financial position more so than ever. And I noticed that that was also the same thing back when, um, you know, back during the GFC, pretty much when I straight, went straight out as an advisor. We were incredibly busy, especially around the insurance front. Um, it really does bring it to the front of mind. But there's also the concern of the cost of it. So what you're basically sharing is we've really got to create a financial plan around the what ifs. So it's sort of like a, a miniature plan within the bigger plan. So a savings strategy as well as the underlining in, uh, insur investment in insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and look, and um, I, I totally understand the cost, right? Um, and I get it, you know, you're gonna pay for it. And unfortunately for a lot of people, it's a cost and it's not, you don't get a return out of it, right? But as an advisor thinking about, okay, so how can I, you know, how can I make sure that the client pays low as possible cost? Well, that's two things for me. Number one, it starts from very, the very first conversation, right? If, if a client gets their insurances early, we should be advocating level premiums. Because I oh, guarantee yeah. you, I haven't, I haven't spoken, I mean, I haven't looked at the figures, but I guarantee you, most people, they talk, we have conversations about the cost of insurances. When they hit that 50, mid 50s, that's when we're having those discussions. Yeah. Tells me we know we didn't actually have a, a good discussion earlier on, right? That, that's the first thing. The, the second thing, okay, the classic one, let's change your wedding periods to maybe 90 days to lower the cost. Okay, that's fine, great. But what is the plan to make sure that they've got a cash reserve to protect them for those 90 days, right? Um, and it's just having that deeper discussion, making sure that, you know, effectively, um, to, to use um, uh, Warren Buffett's words, they've got a fortress, right? Financially, they're living in a fortress and um, most things have been planned for. And um, yeah, and making sure that financially they're secure, but more so it's not for them. Right, it's it's for their families, right? So that's it. It's uh, that's now the why. Yeah. Why would we be spending all this money? Yeah. Why would we be creating a, that plan within the plan, so to speak, to make sure that there's a safety net that I don't ever touch? Yeah. You know, here I am on a couch, bitten up. You know, with the with the face is falling apart, and what I'm worried about is making sure that my kids don't don't remember me like this. Make sure that they they are well, that they're looked after. Um, that and and you know thank God that um, I look at 
I mean, it's hard to tell what's going on, but we haven't had any major dramas. You know, school has been wonderful. You know, the student really well. They've got good friendships. So, so if I look at things, they're still doing quite well. But mm-hmm. every now and again, I would have a conversation with one of my daughters, and they'd be like, "Oh, I really thought you were gonna die, right?" So, 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 you, so all of this stuff really mm-hmm. can have a major impact. So for me, it's basically about making sure okay, my family is looked after, and and I am able to look after them really well. And um, and if it wasn't for the insurance, well. Probably I would have been back at work pretty quickly and, you know, um, and just really missed having, creating a stable family environment after that. So Yeah, and probably also struggling with a, a slower recovery if you push yourself recovery. too hard. Yeah. 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 But but then the other part as well, um, so, so we've spoken about the initial impact, right? And then there is the ongoing stuff, right? Um, the ongoing stuff is stuff that we can't really think about. I mean, uh, the, the the classic one I'm thinking about is, and I'll use this slightly because, I mean, you know, let, let's call it cancer. For most women, it's breast cancer. There's typically surgery that goes on beyond that. But, um, you know, for me, I need to get my face reconstructed, and that will cost money. Um, just for me to feel like, okay, well, I'm like my old self again, right? Um, yeah. Just for having confidence in how I look and how I speak and how I sound and um, that will cost money and that is elective right it's it's not so so it's so the repaired me to a, a place where I can function but anything beyond that is out of my own pocket right, right? and and this is the stuff that we never think about right um, yeah so that's actually interesting because you you're right in terms of cancer, cancer is a great example. Is yeah. that I had a friend who had cancer come back a few times, and you know she had to have a double mastectomy. She's younger than me. Yeah. Um. You know, you've got the radiation, and you've got the surgery, and you've got other treatments, and then there's also diet and other things that you've got to, and getting your health back. But then there's also the psychologist and the, um, she's you know psychiatrist. So she's actually had to. Because it really changes you physically. She lost part of her body. Like physically, it's changed your face. Yep. Um, they, they do have such big impacts on us, not just financially. It's a massive cost, but it's emotional. Absolutely. And that's stuff that is really hard to measure in the long-term picture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a classic one is for me, you know, just a simple thing of kissing my wife, right? I'm thinking... Hey, um, honey, am I, you know, like, I've got, I've got teeth missing. Do you, do you still love me the same way? Small little things, but potentially have a massive, a massive impact. And, and you need to talk to somebody about those. And, and um, mm. yeah, yeah. It's really interesting because you've brought to light a lot of things that we wouldn't consider. I mean, yes, we talk about health, our mental health. Yeah. It's everywhere. Um, there's a lot of um, news about, especially now during COVID when people are in isolation. but when you, you don't when we're talking about something like an accident a traumatic event um and we're talking about a claim but from an advisor point of view often the claim is actually a physical injury like yourself it wasn't it wasn't a mental health claim totally different right um whereas there are mental health claims that you know you can do that could this had you not been so because you were very diligent in getting that support straight away because you knew Statistically, how things worked in with within the claims process and how insurance worked. 
could you have gone down that road uh, had you not jumped on it earlier and ended up making mental health insurance claims because of this problem, because Without of this accident? Without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. Um, what I can tell you, and again, I'm speaking from a man. I, th I think us men, we uh, we are pretty weak compared to women, right? Um, after being at home for about a month, um, I started to lose the sense of who I am, right? Um, in terms of, and, and, and I'm at home and my wife is looking after me. I'm like, she should not be looking after me. I should be out there. So, so, so you start feeling sorry for yourself. Um, you start feeling pretty worthless pretty quickly. And, and because you're not going out there every day and doing something and getting meaning out of it, you, you can end up in a hole pretty quickly. Um, mm. So, without a doubt, and and I, I mean, I got to a point where I got up in the morning, and I had to have a plan of what I was going to do that day. Just get out of the house and go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, it came down to those simple things, right? Um, and you know, but but that that was more of a, a conscious effort for me, knowing I don't want to be in that hole. I I need to make sure that I don't end up there. Um, yeah, yeah, and look, I've got support, which, which is great, but um, I can only imagine, you know, somebody who, let's say, you know, you're um, working for yourself, you're a builder or something like that, you, you know, you, you break your back, um, where you physically can't actually do what you used to be able to do before, right? Um, I'm quite lucky, you know, I sit in a chair and stare at a, at a screen all day, so it's quite, quite a, a different. Um, different type of work but I can only imagine people who have much more physical jobs than I have right that it's quite you, yeah without a doubt if, if um, I didn't go back to work without a doubt it would have been a mental health code. And that's exactly why the importance of getting the right advice and getting an advisor to be kind of a coach you through that um, the value you're giving your clients is incredible because you're going to sort of help them get back on their feet only because of the experience you've gone through and stop that, you know, further deterioration because that's basically what would happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now going forward, so do you write articles? Are you uh, speaking about this at this point or are you okay. looking to do so? Yeah, look, I'm going to do a lot more of this and mm -hmm. uh, the plan and I, I want to have a more of a human element to it. Um, I don't want to tell people about, hey, you need to get income protection, you need to get all of these type of policies. It's more about having human experiences of what's actually happened and making sure people understand that, hey, um, we need to have a conversation about, you know, what risks lie for you um, that can have an impact for you financially. And then let's have a plan on how we're going to manage those. Um, you know, and then, yes, yeah, so, so that's really the conversation about the risks and how we're going to manage those. And, and having that discussion first with my clients, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for sharing all of this information today. Um, what I'm going to be doing is putting on, when we pub publish this podcast, we're going to have this up on our website so everyone can actually get in contact with you if they are interested to reaching out to you. I recommend um, anyone to get and seek advice, um, whether it be me or you, there is no competition here because everybody deserves a good advisor. Um, so in the meantime, how do people get in contact with you? With you? Are you on Facebook, or Twitter, um, okay. in LinkedIn, Instagram? I, I am on LinkedIn. I am not yet on Instagram. I'm about to go on Instagram. Same mm -hmm. with Twitter, same with Facebook. 
um, I do have a website, um, elevationprivatewealth.com. So you can you can find me on there. And um, yeah, but I'm about to have update all my socials that way I'm out there and people know my story and they know what I'm about. So um, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Website is definitely the best way to get in touch with me. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, and if anyone does have any questions and they want to get in touch, they can go to your website or they yep. can reach out to me. Um, but I think we'll be hearing more of you anyway. I think this is what you're doing is fantastic. Yep, wonderful.